You are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. No. <clears throat> no, I'm proving a fucking point. I'm proving a fucking point of just how bad it is. It's just how horrible the like do they hire somebody to do the website? Does the UFC have somebody for website management? For domain management, for an admin. A company like them, I would assume. You would assume? Yet, they want to make it as hard as possible for you to understand what the events are, <laughs> when they're taking place, where they're taking place. Like, like legit. Like, I, how long have I been doing this? Four minutes now? Trying to find out just what's the next fight card? Nothing but advertisements in your face. Ads, tickets, trying sales, to videos yep. to promote a fighter. It's like, just... Just tell me the where is the list? I have to go to events, right? And then even then, it's it's like okay, we're gonna do UFC Fight Night for Gustafsson versus Smith Saturday, June first, in Stockholm, Sweden. Now I can have everything. Okay, okay. The main page is just this minefield of garbage. Yep. Like the first thing, twenty-five years in short, Judgment Day, the story of the UFC getting run out of town. First of all. Why are you talking about your failure? Cool. It's part of your history. We don't need that to really sell your company right now. Yeah. Let's move on to just happened. Yes, UFC fight night. Tosandros versus Lee. Yep. And up next, Gustafson versus Smith. Yep, that's another UFC fight night. What's trending? Frankie Edgar is motivated. Uh, Rashad Evans is surprised by the Hall of Fame nod. We have UFC 238, Cejudo, Marais, and Shevchenko versus I. It's like, okay, okay. Championship life is better than... Uh, the blackouts, the story of the political <laughs> crusade to keep, the free fight, Ferguson versus Pettis, UFC 238, Cejudo versus Marais. Uh, it's just grab your tickets. It's like, well, okay, perfect example. I want to know what UFC 238 is. Let me click. Oh, that's right. I can't click anywhere. I can click on grab your tickets, <laughs> which just gives me the option to buy shit. You know what I mean? Anyways, how's it going, everybody? Uh, Question, though. What? Is this ever since they did the ESPN deal? How long has the website been like this? The website has looked like this probably since the ESPN deal. The better question you should ask me is how long has the UFC website been dog shit? And that answer is probably the better part of 10 years. Oh, okay. Like, dog shit. The last time it was good was maybe the second time GSP got the belt. Oh, shit. Yeah. That was the last time it was... Oh, this site makes sense. Oh, it's straight lines to see and find information for what I want. Right. Instead of, yeah, it's cool. You're using whatever HTML plugin flash fucking thing that you're doing to make it all fancy, but it you're not doing it well, UFC. It looks horrible. Anyways, enough bitching. Enough bitching. So, <coughs> how you doing, bud? Doing all right. Doing all right. Let's talk about the fact that you, who never did deadlifts, came with me to work out on my deadlift day. And did trap bar deadlifts for, I think, your body weight. I think we hit your body weight. Yeah. Yeah. We So you did, uh, I think, we, what did we do? Five sets? Uh, five or six, yeah. I think, we did, I think we did six. I think we did six sets. I did. So my deadlift day is back to back five and five sets for a total of five sets. So I'll do five uh, uh, trap bar deadlifts, five sumo deadlifts, and that's one set. And I'll do that five times. Today I did like six, like five and a half today. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, anyways, how did you... Give me your first impression of the fact that you just did deadlifts for the first time. I want to hear what what your thoughts are. Um, Well, I remember a long time ago when you took me to the gym. And 
maybe for five minutes, we were doing some sort of deadlift exercise. And you might have put maybe, if 25 pounds on each side, I, I think it was less than that. Yeah. And we just did like one set and it was like, all right, next exercise. We must have been doing some sort of circuit training thing. Yeah. That was the only time I've ever deadlifted. And even then it was like a struggle because it's like, oh my God, what the fuck? You know? Um, but yeah, I was shocked when I saw we were putting on the 45s, the 25s and 10s and I was able to do them. But you've been making progress for those who've been listening. You've been doing stuff for fitness for probably the better part of the past year now. Yeah. On and off, having some issues. You just had streps, so that's why we are... uh, I don't think we're late on posting an episode, but that's why we uh, didn't meet last week to work out. Right. I will say there were pros and cons to that, though, having strep, because although my voice was fucked up and so was my mouth just sores everywhere, um, I dropped about 18 pounds in a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. Because of the lack of eating. Yeah, dude. But it also motivated me. Like, I continue to just stay on this liquid diet. That's pretty much what I'm doing. A liquid diet? It's like a liquid diet. Um, If that, there are days where I'll just have a couple cups of water a day, and that's it. I feel like I feel like we need to... First of all, that's the, that's the epitome of turning a frown upside down. Of turning strip into a positive giant leap towards your goal. That's... Yeah. <laughs> that's a hell of a way to do it. It's like... I had tapeworms, but I lost 40 pounds. Yeah. I'm actually in a better spot now. Yeah. Thank you, tapeworm. It's just this weird... Yeah, I went from 211 to 193. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And your goal is 180, 185? Uh, just whatever. I would love to see one the 180s, but that's not my goal. My goal right. is just to feel comfortable. Good. Feel you know? comfortable, feel good. Yeah. If I, I could, the- If I could get into the 70s, 60s, I mean, I, I really want to see how far I can go with it. That's... Until I feel like there's nothing, like I'm, I'm just completely weak. Well, I might not even want to get to that point no, where dude, I feel you're, weak. You're, you're on your way to like, what is it, middleweight, welterweight level? Like you're on your way to that weight class right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just so everybody knows, like three years ago, I was 241, you know, so that was my absolute heaviest. I think, I think what needs to be done, I think you're doing the right thing, not focusing on the numbers anymore. It's just, how do I look? How do I feel? Yeah. Um, the numbers are good, like judge but it's yep. not the goal um because you can gain five pounds in a day based on how much you drink and eat uh, oh yeah Do you of know course. what i mean um <laughs> i think personally your biggest opportunity is just to isolate the diet that works best for you because i don't think there i don't think we have that yet no we don't have one that works best with your lifestyle that fuels you the right way that allows you to maintain or lose weight as as easily as you would want you yeah. know i feel like that's the hard part. That's the hard part for most of Americans or most of people. It's just people, it's hard for people to have time uh, with their lifestyles or with like what their day-to-day is to meal prep or have food prepped or the right food. And that's mm-hmm. why it's always like, well, yeah, celebrities look good because they could have that prepped and have that made for them. And, right. And you saw even how I meal prep because you've seen how hard I work at that. Mm. But you just saw me quickly make dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I don't have a kid screaming f- for food or tugging on my shorts. I don't have a wife who's uh, who needs to be driven somewhere because something is, needs to be done for business or her car broke down or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like very different situations where it's a little bit easier. But it's it, this is an attainable diet for me. I think I figured it out. Yeah. Like for me, I figured out an attainable diet that works. Um, 
But then again, I'm in like in a bulking phase. Like you saw me lifting. You're the opposite. Yeah. Uh, you saw me lifting weight today. Oh with, yeah. With my sumo deadlift. For me, I was going 60 pounds over my body weight. So I'm trying to pack on muscle. Mm-hmm. So I can afford like, oh yeah, I'll just have chicken and waffles on Saturday. It's like, I can afford that because I need that. <laughs> I need yeah. more mass so I can move more weight. Yeah, so yeah. I have that luxury, which is always the easier part. Um, so yeah, so I think that's the that's the struggle. Just got to find the balance for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. But I feel like you. I honestly, I feel like you could be one seventy five, one eighty with good muscle packed on, just totally fine. That's what I. Think. Yeah. Well, like you said, I just need to find the right diet because even something as simple as like brown rice, portioned out, you know, nothing crazy. I feel like I'll gain ten pounds the next day. So this, so you're the perfect example, and you're actually the guy I talk about when I say this. I always say I tried keto. And I didn't last long and I didn't feel good on it. I know there's the keto flu and you got to push past that. But like when I tried it and I did a week of it, I think I did two weeks of it. I couldn't stand it. I felt like I was always hungry. I felt like I didn't have the power I wanted. I didn't feel energized. Sure. Could could I have toughened it out for a month? But it's it's just thinking, yeah, I could have, but I don't want to. I don't like the diet. I don't like the things. I didn't like the things I was eating. Mm. I didn't like any of it. So the thing that I found that I liked the most is uh is heavy veggie um medium carb usually rice because for me that's the most satisfying rice or pasta mm. although pasta is a, a lot more refined yeah so i don't want that too much but you can get really simple pasta but i'm a carb guy like my body just likes carbs same here and that's something i've come to learn it's just my body likes how it runs on carbs and I've learned how and when to fuel it with carbs. So for me, the biggest thing that I've done is my time-restricted eating. So Monday through Friday, I eat from 11 to 9, and that's it. And that, for me, I feel great. I I digest on a schedule. I feel great with that. Like I feel energized throughout the entire day. I love doing things in the morning without food in my stomach. Like tomorrow, I have hot yoga in the morning. Mm-hmm. I love doing that on an empty stomach with nothing but 32 ounces of water in my system. I really like it. For me, fasting was pretty easy. So for me, when I was in, remember when I was just intermittently fasting on Saturdays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was rough for maybe two weeks, and then I was totally fine. Yeah, I turns out time restricted eating causes by default intermittent fasting. So I'm intermittently fasting for with time restricted eating Monday through Friday when I only eat for ten hours, and I feel great. Right, I love it. I fucking love it. Yeah, I feel so good. So yeah. for me, that's what works best for me. You know, but it's so hard to find that for everybody. That's why I, that's why I always say this. And I think I said this to you, everybody who always says like, oh, you need CrossFit. It's like, no, some people need CrossFit. Mm. Some people CrossFit's the worst idea ever. You know, oh, you need to go keto. No, some people need keto. Some people work well with, I feel like you work well with keto. I worked well with keto. Yeah. That's what, that was the first diet I did when I was 241. Yeah. It's just. Some people, their bodies run well on keto. They run yeah. well when they're in ketosis. Yep. So for some people, that's a fantastic option. Um, some people do well on carnivore diets. Some mm. people do well on paleo. Some people, like I have a friend who does CrossFit who is a monster because he does paleo. And he's just like a, this shredded image of what you expect from a CrossFitter. Yeah. Throwing crazy weights with these Olympic lifts and power moves and shit like that. Um, so I mean... For him, he can do paleo all the time, mm-hmm. and he's he loves it. He loves how he feels, and he's it's easy for him to maintain. So everybody's different. 
So everybody's different. and Everybody requires a little bit of something. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same thing for exercise with you. I feel like there's a certain balance where it's beginning to piece together of, an, of exercise routines that work best for you. It's taking some time because we have such limited resources. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're beginning to get there. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that, that's what I was pointing out today where it was, dude, you went from struggling with just box stepping last time, like maybe four sessions ago at the gym to now you just deadlifted your fucking body weight. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's a crazy jump. You didn't even like break for water or have a break really. No. You just had a normal rest period like I did and that was it. And you did fine. That's true. Yeah, I didn't go for water. Nope. Yeah. Changes, man. Big changes are on the way. Yeah. Right? But do you agree with that or no? Oh, totally. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I feel like um, like with the whole intermittent fasting thing, you know, I even told you when I first started doing it, I was actually shocked how much more energy I had compared to even just doing like the keto diet. Although the keto diet, I felt fine. I feel like I felt better just doing the fasting. Right, right. Insane. Yeah. It's it's really weird because I it's kind of sucks because I love breakfast. It's my favorite. I just had eggs, five eggs or whatever. Like, I love breakfast. I love breakfast food. It's my favorite meal of the day and I don't fucking eat it anymore. Um, but I just feel so good. So yeah. even when I do have the option for breakfast, I always think just, what time is it? Because I like not eating in the morning. And mm. I don't want to get all bloated and having food now. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of sucks. But mm-hmm. but yeah, but speaking of trying to isolate changes, um, I want to say this. So I actually shared an article with uh, a guy I work with as a joke because we were talking about Anthony Pettis. Mm. And I was saying, huh, we're actually talking about the exact points I wrote about here. Look at this article I wrote. It's haha. It's exactly what I mentioned um, on the takedowns to breakdowns WordPress site. Yep. Yep. And I was reading through it because I've written that thing in like two years, I think. Yeah, it's been a while. Just because I don't have the time to break. So people don't realize, I don't think a lot of people listening read my takedowns to breakdowns.wordpress.com site. But if you read my pieces doing that, especially the fighter breakdowns, I was doing research myself. I'm finding fighter history, stats, analysis, videos, old fight footage. Like that was all me finding it online and having to watch it and trying to decipher it like that's not fun to do with your free time yeah. like it, i mean it's, it's actually not that bad in my free time but i do a lot of things with my free time mm. so that's a solid three hours of time commitment to look up the a fighter's entire history and rewatch all of their fights to make sure you're understanding their their fight behavior yeah. and their habits and tactics and when they change coaches or if they change camps and what changed then and their footwork and angles it's just it's a lot right like Mm -hmm. i'm not a fighter i'm not an ex-fighter i don't have that history with that i just have my own knowledge of martial arts and my own inquisitive mind and i just want to keep watching it to analyze yeah yeah but i did write a piece about and i think it was out with the old and with the new or something like that which was the most recent thing i posted and I actually really liked the points I made. And I think UFC 237 really hit the nail in the coffin on everything I said in that. And everything I said in that was that the turning of the tide is here. The changing of the flag bearer is now. The veteran standby names that have always represented the dominance and the ferocity and, and success that we've come associated with MMA is changing. Yeah. So in that article, I believe I listed like Darren Till, Nganu, Ortega, like all those guys that are now everybody knows. But UFC 237, in my opinion, was a good example of that changing of the guard. 
right? You had BJ Penn still fighting yeah. versus Clay Guida. You had Antonio Noguera fa- uh, fighting Ryan Spann. You had uh, uh, Anderson Silva fighting uh, Jared Conanier. You had Jose Aldo facing Alexander uh, Volkanovski. Tiago Alves uh, was fighting Staropoli. Uh, y- you have a lot of big names here, right? But guess who lost? All of those All of names. Them. So Antonio Nogueira lost by, uh, but I think it was KO, TKO, round one against Span. BJ Penn lost by decision. At least he made it to decision. You had um, Jose Aldo lose versus uh, Volkanowski by decision. You had Tiago Alves lose by decision. You had Anderson Silva lose by KO, TKO. You had, uh, I mean, well, that's Andrade versus Namajunas. doesn't count. But you had... You had all these big names that we associated with that, and the changing of the guard is happening. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't know if you. I'm assuming you didn't watch a lot of those highlights. It's not like they're not capable of fighting anymore. Well, BJ Penn, yes, stop, stop fighting, just stop it, <laughs> stop it. This is what his seventh or eighth loss. Yeah, just stop, BJ. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But it's, I feel like we're at the point now with these older fighters where, actually, no. You know what? This is what I want your. This is this is where this I was leading this to, and I'll, I'll just ask you the question: Do you think these guys are losing these these famous name stay veterans, these pioneers, these flagship fighters of the UFC, like Silva, like Aldo, like BJ Penn, Nogueira, uh, like like? Do you think they're losing because of age? Or because age implying that they've taken too much damage, they're slower, reaction time's just right, age. Right, right. Or the youth is just that much better. Mm. Like, where do you stand on that? Well, I here's something that I noticed. For a while, it seemed like once one person got the title, after maybe a fight or two, someone else was the champ. And I You're felt like now or like back, like back in the day? Back just like even a few years ago. You know, there wasn't really like anybody that was dominating, dominating and just maintaining that title. And I think that's due to all of the talent that has been coming through or at least making it to the top. You know, so you think it's more about talent, less about age? I think so. You know what I mean? But then again, 10, 15 years ago, what were these guys on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean? What are they on? Yeah. Acai and Brazilian steak. What are you, what are you implying? Like, I mean... Like drugs? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. They were definitely taking something. Were they? I don't know, man. Do you think so? Or do you think it's just coincidence that they're entering their mid to late 30s? I'm just saying there was a point with Anderson Silva where dude had... I mean, was ripped, six-pack. All of a sudden... Well, he's there like was a 40 new poly- now. There was a new policy... And now the stomach's kind of, he's got the love handle. You know what I mean? I, I understand the age comes into play, but like, I feel like it went from one extreme and then the next fight was like this complete opposite. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like Anderson. I feel like to me, so with Anderson Silva, to me, that I felt like that was the most evident after the Chris Weidman fight. And I think that was, I thought that was just because of his recovery. Yeah. After but the he, Weidman but fight. he was taking something. Yeah. Oh, you are right. He was taking something to stim- to like increase his recovery. That is right. correct. But he didn't come back jacked. This is my point. <laughs> He's like in one fight he was jacked. The next fight, 
the rest of the fight you the mean? dad bod was coming through you know what i mean so well i'm just saying in that case because that was such a severe injury of like shattering his shin uh that was a matter of See, he my, was out of act physical action for so long his body is at that age where if you don't maintain it you lose it and it's gone see my whole thought process was well how many years has he been using that and does that improve his you know <laughs> performance yeah and then i think about a lot of fighters just back in the day like man these were great fighters but okay so they were all popping hot so let's move on so let's talk about aldo then same case scenario okay Aldo just beat Jeremy Stevens before well, Alexander Volkanovski. Yeah, so I mean, I have that theory, but then it's like the whole... Um, Aldo still jacked. Again, like Anderson or uh, Ronda Rousey thing. It's like when they finally lose, something like snaps, you know, and they just can't get over that that one-time loss. So now they well, just keep losing. Well, Silva's lost 10 times. His record is 34 and 10. So he's lost a lot. He's lost right. a good amount. Granted, he's losing a lot more as he gets older. This is right, but this is my thing. Because he's older, so my so you're clearly on the uh, on the. uh, I think it's a psychological thing. Supplement psychological side for these guys. Yeah, I think it's age. Okay, I think in the I think with BJ Penn, Anderson Silva, and Antonio Nogueira, it's clearly age because they are dinosaurs in the sport. But a guy like Aldo is very intriguing to me. And I actually did a whole piece about Aldo as well, um, Predator or Prey, where I talked about how Aldo, how Aldo's fight style uh, is possibly getting figured out. But So Aldo is 28 and 5. And I think the thing with Aldo that is, that is his downfall at this point is that he's not evolving. So for me with him, I think he's still... Aldo to me is what Chad Mendes has retired, but I'm going to compare him to Chad Mendes. I think Aldo was, is in the same boat that Chad Mendes was when Chad Mendes was coming back uh, from his suspension Mm -hmm. where they still have it. It's not like they lost that ability to still be a top contender. I think they still have the physical capability. They're just becoming predictable at this point. They're just not evolving. Like that's a problem. It's a problem when you don't evolve. You don't like, so perfect example of this exact card. Rose Namajunas is the gold standard of evolution. Besides, besides maybe GSP. If we're going to talk about the history of the sport, besides maybe GSP. Uh, But Rose Namajunas has fight by fight learned new skills and shown them. Yep. And, and showcased how much her, her head movement and her footwork has gotten better. Her gap control and her distance and range management's gotten better. Her her transitions and on the ground and her ability to snap up her jujitsu has has increased. Rose has always done that. And in that fight, she did. She was beating the shit out of Jessica. Yeah, uh, she was whooping her ass. She was looking like Muhammad Ali, popping in and out, circling angles, pop 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 pop, right back out. She was doing amazing. Um, you don't see that with Aldo. Aldo does the same thing. The one thing that has changed with Aldo is he doesn't do his fucking leg kicks anymore. Remember that sharp leg kick that he would always mm, throw? Yeah. Remember that shit? Aldo was known for being the most ferocious leg kicker. And then out of nowhere, he just stopped. Stopped. Just stopped. You know? Actually, I think it was right after the second Chad Mendes fight he stopped. He was doing in the Chad Mendes fight, and then he stopped in the he like stopped after that. And then he got killed by Conor McGregor, and he hasn't done it that much since. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Maybe it's like you're saying psychological, but he's maybe devolved at this point. So what is he? Now he's a quick in and out boxer. That's what he is now. Yeah, he still has some knees and elbows. He still has some good Muay Thai, but bottom line is he's now just a straight in and out boxer for the most part, in my opinion. You know what I mean? It's it's hmm. when he was at his peak, he was such a ferocious dude to handle. It, he was such a handful to be like, oh fuck, we're facing Aldo. <laughs> just okay. Yeah. So for the second we get into engagement range, expect the sharpest, most accurate, fast light kick on the planet in my division that I can, that is almost unstoppable. And then if I try to counter that, he's going to hit me with a three-piece combo and then exit before I can do anything. And if I try to take him down, he's going to sprawl out and shoot out because he just was so explosive with his hips. Mm -hmm. He's going to, as you saw in both Chad Mendes fights, he was so fast, even when Chad got him down, to like post up on an arm and then get his hips right back out and then shoot his whole body out of of the line of attack. And it's just, cool, so how do we beat him? It's just, uh, fuck, I don't know. Chad had the best strategy possible at the time, which was we're going to have to beat him coming in and then try to catch him on his way out. We're going to try to have to pressure and feint him to do that. So we got to stay close. We got to try to stay within, like, past the kicking range on the inside. Let's see what happens. And you had one, in my opinion, I still think it's probably the best fight I've ever seen of all time, at least in the UFC for MMA. It was the best fight I've ever seen. It was just back and forth. There were highs and lows. It swung both sides and momentum. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. It was painful. Each had amazing shots. There was so much technique. It was it was edge of your seat excitement. It was a fucking amazing fight. And that's how you handled it. Until McGregor, who is huge for that weight class, just caught him coming in. Which was kind of what Chad was trying to do. Yeah. Faint him to come in and we'll catch him. But Aldo had such good head movement, Chad wasn't catching him that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think in Aldo's case, he's just not evolving. He's maybe devolving or just super stagnant. But Nogira, Silva, fucking BJ Penn. Why is BJ Penn fighting? Why does he still have a contract? Why? After that many losses. <laughs> like, why is he? He's on the fucking preliminary card. He's 16, 14, and 2. Oh. Buddy, what are you doing? Like, yeah, I understand fighting's in his blood. It's in his culture. Blah, he's a But you know what? His cool. reputation is, like, shot, you know? How, how are you going to retire with that record and be proud? Should have retired earlier. He did retire. Oh, and he came out of it. Yeah, and he came back. I mean, I don't know the reason why BJ Penn is fighting. I would rather see BJ Penn be doing, like, Polaris or Metamoris or, like, combat flow grappling like i'd rather him be doing brazilian jiu-jitsu stuff i'd rather see that than him taking brain trauma which he has plenty of oh yeah he has plenty of brain trauma we don't need to see more of that um oh yeah i I mentioned volkanowski in the uh in the article i wrote i do want to say this there's not much to say about the main event i'm a huge rose fan i love thug rose uh i don't know if you saw how jessica won Mm mm-hmm okay uh but that was, I was talking to somebody at work about that. And he was saying, what do you think about this fight? And I said, my opinion is Rose has the tools to beat her. Like she has the tools for the job. Yep. The question is, can she pull off her tools without getting like 
bulldozed by Jessica. Because Jessica does the blitzing bulldoze straight line attack. Yep, yep. And you need to be super technical or super fast to not get in that way. And Rose was doing it. It's just when they tangled, that was the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And yeah. I don't know why, but a lot of people in the MMA community were pissed. They were like, she dropped her on her head. Brr. See, but I was looking into that. Apparently, it's legal. And this is, I guess, Rose's fault. Because she's trying to hang on to the submission. If you're continuing to hang on and you get dropped on your head, that's perfectly legal. If, if, you, if she let go? If she had let go and then was slammed on her head, uh, Jessica would have been disqualified. Or, yeah. So it would have went in Rose's favor if she had just yeah. let go. You know what's funny? She said... Uh she was happy that she lost in the end. Did you hear her post fight speech? No, she really. She was happy. She was she was smiling and laughing. She was saying, "You know what? I'm glad I don't have the bell right now." She was just, "I, it's a lot having to deal with this." Well, yeah, because you have to worry about hungry monsters trying to take it from you. <laughs> yeah, every and, single fight, and then for the press and the media and the image and the and the promotion and all that other stuff that you have to do as the champ. And she was saying, like, you know what, I. I could use some quiet time. It's nice. And she basically was saying, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. Right after a brilliant performance that ended short, but a a fighter with as much potential as her is saying that. And her record is actually weird. It's like eight and four, I think. Or eight and three. She's lost a good amount. Granted, that's the... That's the... uh, that's the women's divisions, right? Like the women's divisions have wonky records. Yeah. Because there's such a quickly evolving uh, division. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so you have them not knowing much in one fight, then they learn off oh, shit ton for the next fight and then shit ton the next. And it, 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 so the records to me are not as big of a deal, but I was also not surprised by that. And I was saying that um, I feel like Rose, people forget that Rose comes from a very rough childhood. She comes from a very like rough neighborhood, like a lot of gang stuff. She comes from not a peaceful place. And if you ever see her stuff now, she loves being in the woods. She loves being secluded in the but with like her cabin house and mm-hmm. she loves just playing piano and planning and like taking care of her garden. That's her favorite thing is like her garden in the back with Pat Berry and you know just playing with her dogs and like that's her th- she loves it. That's her thing. Plays piano every other day or something. And it's peaceful. And it, you can understand why that kind of person is really, I'm pretty okay with probably being like, you know what? I don't I don't need the bell right now. Good for her. She can have it. Fucking. <laughs> I'm just going to go back to chilling, you know? Mm. But I hope she doesn't because I love watching her fight. I think she's awesome as a person. And I think the, the sky's the limit still for her ability. Yeah. Yeah. But Yeah, um, that, was, that was honestly a mishap. You know, again, it was just... Either way, she was getting knocked out. But if she had just let go, things but, would have been different. You know. But that that's weird because you and I have both done that in training, where we're tr- going for submission and then like Jay just starts getting up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he did it with you, but he did it with me. I would be like, okay, I think I have Jay's arm. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna like try to cross grab and move it over, and then he just like physically pushes me over. Yeah. I don't hang on to it. I'm just fuck. Well, I lost that one. This isn't gonna do anything. So I'm surprised that she. She, that Rose did that. But you know what? I, as I was person. watching the highlights, I mean, she was kind of doing it more than once, though. 
you know, Jessica was standing up and she's trying to like submit her standing up and she's just getting slammed. And this happened a few times before, you know, eventually getting knocked out on that last one. Yeah. There were a few times she was holding on while, you know, I would have told, I would have been yelling like, let go of the fucking, she's clearly okay. Yeah. Just let go of the hold, get off, create space, go back to what's working, which is you like dictating the distance on this, you know, just you dictating engagement. Um, yeah, but good for Jessica. Yeah, I think she's gonna have entertaining fights because of her fight style. So that that would be cool. Oh, there was also this controversial uh, video too. Apparently, Jessica and they zoomed in on it. Apparently, she started tapping just before she went and slammed Rose. Was it an actual tap? It oh, it, sh- wait, it showed wait, her hand and she I went. Did see this. I did see this. No, I, yeah, she tapped Rose like three times, but then Jessica did a video explaining why she did that, and it, and she was trying to reach to switch grips. She said, "Hmm." And she she actually performed it on a training partner. She was like, "This is what I was doing." She was trying to do like a switch grip. Who knows, man? Okay. You know, I've been wanting. I I keep telling myself to apologize for this because I keep forgetting. I want to apologize to T.J. Dillashaw. Because um, when we talked about TJ popping hot, I mentioned how Cody, it came out about how he popped hot for one of Cody's fights. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. was false. Oh. That was just bullshit talk online that I gobbled up and thought it was real. So it was a bullshit report. Okay. So apologies to TJ Dillashaw for for claiming that he popped twice. Damn. When he did not. Okay. Because that was fake and I was misinformed into too thirsty for information and details on things and i just didn't actually like vet it and that's my fault so apologies on that apologies on that but yeah there's a lot of ufc talk tonight um i don't i know you didn't really watch the ufc fight night that just happened with dos Anjos versus kevin lee i do want to say this kevin lee's coach uh passed away okay i want to say two fight camps ago and then he lost i believe to ally quinta and then he lost to uh rda right now he lost, uh, what was it by? Uh, submission. Yeah, he tapped out. Um, Kevin Lee is another guy who, like I just said about Rose, in my opinion, has all the tools to do it. A powerful wrestler, powerful striker. Mm. He's a good boxer. He's got great combos. He's got good uh, angles. He has great angles when he switches moving, like uh, when he circles. The problem with Kevin is that I think he has shit coaching. Okay. And I think losing his head coach, because his ascent was under his coach who passed away. Then the second his coach passed away, he looks like he's on autopilot. I personally think he just needs a better coach. But RDA, I was saying this to a friend at work. I was like, RDA, like, I'm a fan of him, but he's hot and cold. Like, he gets hot and then he gets cold. And then Mm. he gets hot and then he gets cold. And he... And my friend was saying, oh, RDA, come on. He's pretty good. I'm like, have you looked at RDA's stats? He's a good fighter. He's I'm not saying he's bad. He's entertaining. He's fun. And he has a lot of skill. But the man is very hot and cold. Like, that's like, don't get it twisted. The man, he what is he? He's 14 wins by decision, 9 by sub, 5 by knockout. Oh, God. Let's see here. Um, Let's see his stats. He beat Covington. He... Uh, no, he did not beat Covington. I'm sorry. He lost to Usman. He lost to Covington. And then he beat Robbie Lawler. 
or flip that around. I'm sorry. So we're going back in time. So he lost to Tony Ferguson. Then he beat uh, Safadine. Then he beat Neil Magny. Then he beat Robbie Lawler. So right there, four fight, three fight win streak. Okay. After losing to Tony Ferguson, so loss, win, 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 right? Then he lost to Covington. Then he lost to Usman, and now he just won again. So two fight lose streak. Now another win. <laughs> He's hot and cold. The man gets on. The man gets off. Okay. Um, this fight was cool to me, but it's it was actually very entertaining. This was actually a really fun fight to watch, in my opinion. It was a it was a really good fight. The thing that I just didn't like about it was you could tell that Kevin Lee was on autopilot. Mm. Or at the very least, he wasn't adjusting. He wasn't adjusting. And it was a thing where you could see that RDA was able to start to drown Kevin Lee, mm-hmm. which you would think, why is Kevin Lee getting drowned right now? You know, he sh- he's the younger, he should be in better shape fighter than RDA. Yeah. And RDA was able to just drown him with that. And for me, that was very surprising. But the rest of the night was pretty entertaining. Uh Felicia Spencer, Spencer versus Megan Anderson was an awesome fight. Uh, two giant ladies who finally went at it, and that was uh, a really good fight. Derek Krantz was fun to see, even though he lost. He was really entertaining. He went right at it. Charles Oliveira finally did his damn thing against Nick Lentz. Uh, Oliveira is a guy who I think is finally on the up and up again, uh, putting it all together. That was a, it, it was it was a good fight night card. I feel like the cards have been pretty solid. Yeah, since uh, the ESPN Plus deal. But then we have the Gustafson versus Smith fight coming up. That's going to be basically the guys who can't beat John Jones facing off against mm-hmm. each other. I think Gustafson beat Smith. I think he's got more boxing technique. I think the cool thing to really talk about is Hudo versus uh, Marias. UFC two thirty eight, which is the next pay per view. Um, it's Cejudo versus Marais. It's Shevchenko versus Jessica I. It's Cerrone versus Tony Ferguson. Wow. It's Yan versus Rivera. It's Taitu Uvasa versus Ivanov. It's a good main wow, card. Cerrone, I feel like he's just taking fights like every every few weeks. Yeah, that's kind of his thing, you know? Wow. Dude, this prelim is insane. Tatiana Suarez, tall, fantastic wrestler facing off against Nina Ansarov. Who's Amanda Nunez is uh, not her wife, I think girlfriend, but who's been slowly climbing the ranks, steadily climbing the ranks. Uh, Pedro Munoz versus Aljamain Sterling. That's going to be a banger. Uh, Alexa Grasso versus uh, Carolina Kolakovich. 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 I hope Tomek is listening and can correct me if I'm wrong because uh, he laughs about the fact that I always get Polish names wrong. But Carolina versus Alexa Grasso is going to be an awesome one. Uh, Ricardo Lamas is facing Calvin Qatar, which is going to be awesome. I think Calvin Qatar is a great up-and-coming guy, uh, and Ricardo Lamas is always fun. That's that's this is a fucking awesome wow. card, man. Oh, um, can't pronounce her name, but Yan versus Angela <laughs> Hill <laughs> is a cool fight. Angela Hill, I know she's uh, usually very cold, and then she's hot for a spurt, then cold again. Uh, but she's always fun to watch with her style, and Yan is just a monster on her way up. Uh, Joanne Calderwood is fighting who I love she's amazing as well this is a good fucking fight card if you're listening and you're on the fence fucking buy this buy UFC 238 it's gonna be amazing that looks so cool Saturday June 8th at 10pm it's gonna be badass that's a badass fight card but I want to talk about the bantamweight thing cause that's just drama but that's also just where are you on Henry Cejudo first of all 
Do you think he'd he beat Mighty Mouse? By the but, like, let's start with that. I uh, I'll I'll just put it out there. You can answer, but my opinion is he did not beat Mighty Mouse by decision. I think Mighty Mouse won by decision. The judges got it wrong. Your turn. I th- I okay. I feel like he definitely performed better the second, second time. Oh around. yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I think what it came down to was the points. He was able to, although... For the takedowns, you mean? I was going to say, Mighty Mouse came back quickly. You know, the fact of the matter is he did take him down more, and I think that's what gave him the advantage. Now, do I think he overall beat him? No. No, absolutely not. On points he did, on paper. Just on paper. Right. And that's it. And that's all it takes, right? That's all it takes. As... Diehard fans that you and I are of GSP, we have to respect that kind of game plan. Just beat them by points. Do you think Suhudo? Do you think Suhudo would beat Mighty Mouse if there was a trilogy fight? Or do you think Mighty Mouse would have learned? I think he would have learned. Yeah, I think Mighty Mouse is too fucking good to just be like, oh yeah, I'll just get taken down again. I'll fight. It'll be okay. No, I think Mighty Mouse is. Gonna- yeah, no. I mean, although Cejudo's been doing all right, you know, but against Mighty Mouse, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I'm for one, I prefer bantamweights over heavyweights any fucking day of the week. I'm, I don't like seeing overweight, tired guys lazily Going throw slow, punches. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather see blazing technique that snap back and forth with, you know, crazy acrobatic escapes and shit like that and take down mm-hmm. attempts. Like, I fucking love bantamweight. I'm biased because I would fight in bantamweight if I became a fighter, mm. but I fucking love bantamweight. I think it has the most technique. It has, don't get me wrong, I think middleweight, featherweight is really good too. I think uh, they're all good. They're all, just heavyweight's a little like, Bleh. okay, cool. Yeah. They're getting gassed by the second round. But I think it's cool. I think it's going to be an awesome fight. I think Henry Cejudo wins, but I think it would be really cool if we see Marais fucking take him out because Marias is a is a monster on a tear and he's just been dominating guys it looks like he doesn't even sweat mm. it's insane um i'm i'm also interested about jessica i versus valentina shevchenko because we you and i both know shevchenko is a demon yes <laughs> and that's kind of like our nickname for her i think we just call her the demon um <laughs> uh, she jessica i i think doesn't have the tool set i think she has the power i just don't think she has the refined tool set to beat shevchenko you know what i mean i think we're gonna see a lot of power shots thrown with takedown attempts by jessica i i think that's what it's gonna be and is that enough to get past the striking's like level of shevchenko that's going to be hard because as you yeah. saw with Shevchenko versus Joanna, uh, mm. Shevchenko is an amazing striker. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of up for debate. I I don't see Jessica winning just by that alone. Who knows? That's why we love fighting, but I don't see that happening. You know what fight I watched recently? Just because just it was on mm. um, at work. And I was watching it, and it reminded me of our, the deep conversation we had. It was the Raquel Pennington and Amanda Nunes fight. Oh. The, I don't want to be here anymore. That's right. The, what do you mean? 
okay, okay. Just it's just five more minutes. You just gotta you gotta dig deep. We can get through this. You can rest after. It's like I I don't I can't be here. I just I want out. This is done. Just no. Just one more round. We got this. Fast forward two minutes. She's getting ground and pounded and beaten on like both sides of her fucking face and skull. And then it's just a TKO victory. It's like oh yeah, I kind of told you guys, didn't I? Fucking assholes. Um, that's what I feel like could happen in this scenario. You know. Like it, on paper, because Raquel had has the same similar style of I'm gonna brawl and power punch, and that should hopefully get me to where I need to be. And if I can, I'm gonna try to take you down. Nunez was stronger. Nunez was way more tentacle. Nunez is way more powerful. So that did not fucking fly. Yeah, I feel like that's gonna happen against Shevchenko. We haven't. We've seen Shevchenko win, but we've only seen her really brutalize girls maybe twice. Like Nunez just. Flatlines girls, it's it's hard. You see them like short circuit, like Ronda Rousey yeah, when she yeah. got hit, and Ronda just went, What the fuck? Like her whole body just fizzed out for a second. You know, you don't really see that with with Shevchenko, but I feel like this could happen. Nothing mm. against Jessica I. I think she's great, but I feel like there's a uh, there's a level to this demon that we haven't seen and observed in action yet and yeah. i feel like this could be the fight because just because i feel like you need more than just a power punch and a takedown to beat people who have that much experience and technique mm-hmm. you know because you're basically relying as on a ice man chuck a chuck liddell style win yeah you know just i'm gonna catch him it's like uh, are you though well if you know if they try to take me down then we're gonna keep it standing and we're gonna bang and i'm gonna take him out it's like all right, it works on paper and in video games, but I don't think that works against somebody with that many fight, that much fight experience and that many, you know, those many fights in Muay Thai and kickboxing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just don't see that as a good viable plan. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm really sad about Donald Cerrone versus Tony Ferguson. You're sad about it? Yeah. I don't want to see either lose. I want to see Tony face Khabib. I want to see Donald get a belt. This does not help either of them do those things. <laughs> hmm. You know what I mean? Because whoever wins this, there's still the, the Dustin Poirier versus Khabib unification match that needs to go down. So guess what? We're still not seeing a belt on either of these guys, no matter what. All we're doing is pushing one of them down the list. That's all this is. True. You know? Now, what I do I like the fight as a fight style? Hell yeah, I do. It's going to be fucking... It's going to be fireworks. It's going to be out of control. But do I think it's something I want to see in the sense of where we are with rankings in the world right now? No. No. Hmm. And actually, what's... Is there any updates about uh, Dustin and Khabib? Uh, Well, Khabib got suspended for his post-Connor brawl. So he hasn't really commented on a fight yet i think rumor has it that him and dustin are in talks for later this year okay so it's happening but okay let's emotions aside oh asterisk about the shitty ufc fight why is the with the woman's flyweight champion and valentina shevchenko have a ranking of number 14 next to her name versus jessica i who's ranked number one <laughs> awesome website asterisk aside moving on emotion aside moving on where do you stand with cowboy versus uh tony ferguson 
I mean, Cowboy's been on a streak. Tony, what, he's just coming back from... That crazy Anthony Pettis fight. Yeah. It was all bloody and shit. Um, I really want to see Donald get it. I want to see Don. I want to see Cowboy get it too. Yeah. I want to see this turn into a jujitsu match. That would be interesting because they're both nasty yes. on the ground. Yeah. I would love to see that. Well, Tony's Eddie uh, Eddie Bravo's boy, right? Yeah, Eddie yeah. Bravo is his jujitsu coach. Shit. And Cowboy's had a black belt for God knows how long. Yeah, yeah. And Cowboy is so good off his back. That would be amazing, though. Wouldn't that be amazing? I would love to see. There's so many. Just straight up jujitsu. Just straight up jujitsu. That would be so fucking sick. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Eddie Bravo, EBI, let's let's make it happen. Come on. Like, you literally have the dude in your corner. Just make it fucking happen. Uh, so, if I have to break it down from, like, as bi- as unbiased of a, as a standpoint as I can, um, I got to pick Cowboy. I mean, actually, that's my heart speaking, too. But I'm just putting in my head the way you handle Tony Ferguson and the way you handle Tony Ferguson is you catch him. That's it. He's like a dancing, you know, when you play those fight games like Capcom versus whatever, mm-hmm. or like mortal Kombat, and they all have different, like, like standing stances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one guy's like wide and like goes up and down really slow. Yeah. One guy's like hopping in and out. Like Tony's like, like bouncing off the walls. <laughs> like that's Tony's standing stance. Like Ferguson is just a, like, like, woo. Like just like, I'm funky. Just doing shit. Yeah. And Cowboy's just very, just, he does a lot of like checks with his arms and like yep. just stands there. But you got to catch Tony. You got to catch, you got to catch Ferguson. You got to catch him. That's really it. You got to, and Anthony Pettis was doing a good job of catching him. Anthony Pettis was, it took him a while to figure out like the range to connect, to get close to him, but he did. And that's when the blood started flowing because then Anthony was saying, oh, I got you now. Now I had the timing. Now I know your behavior bouncing off the fucking walls here. I got gotcha. you. Cowboy's not like Anthony Pettis, though. Anthony Pettis, I think, has way more creativity. Cowboy's, Cowboy's a very bread and butter kind of guy. It's just, I'm going to Muay Thai you down. I'm going to Muay Thai strike you down. And then I'm either going to knock you out, or you're going to not be able to get up from the leg kicks, or you're going to get desperate and take this to the ground, and that's where my nasty back game is going to fucking take over. You know, Cowboy's bread and butter. Yeah. Good, like... Good strikes, good circling, a fantastic leg kicks, elite jujitsu, bread and butter. Simple. It hasn't changed. It's been working for a while. It's been pretty good. The only way you beat Cowboy is if you out pressure and flood his defenses, and he can't he can't keep up. Mm-hmm. You outpace him early because he's a slow starter, or you have power, and he you, you make him get on the back foot with power, a la Darren Till. You know, so very straightforward. Tony Ferguson, he gets caught a lot. He gets hit a lot in fights. It's not like yeah. he has elusive, like crazy awesome head movement and slips and angles. No, he's just he does weird shit. He's his weird shit works for him because people don't expect weird shit. It's almost like if somebody's about to throw a fastball at you mm-hmm. and it comes at you like a softball like curve instead, you wouldn't expect that. That's yeah. kind of what he is. It's just okay, he's gonna throw an elbow. No, he did like this weird twirly Michael Jackson step and then he threw a back elbow, like a back fist. It's just okay. Wasn't expecting that, but okay, he does that. 
You know, just that's Tony Ferguson. Not taking anything away from him. I just think Cowboy is a bit more of a reliable style and more solid defense. I think they both have plenty of offensive abilities. I think it's the defensive abilities in this case. And mm. I see Cowboy having better defensive stats than Tony Ferguson. Okay. In my opinion. So I'm going to both heart and mind say Cowboy. Yeah, agreed. Um, also, I feel bad. Ferguson's coming back off of that weird mental breakdown from exactly. like early CTE. It's just, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Like, does that make you feel queasy or no? The fact that he's coming back so soon after? Yeah. I think the fact that he's coming back, period. If you're experiencing that, why would you continue? Money. Yeah, but don't you have enough? No. (laughs) Do you have enough money, Mikey? Well, I'm just saying, like, if I was making (laughs) what these guys potentially make in one fight that I probably make less than in a year you know what i mean i don't know i i get that same queasy feeling when i think about bj penn fighting and ironically this is or coincidentally this is what you were referring to with all these dudes having weird spousal and and family issues yeah and guess what they're all dudes who get in the head a lot yep like not known for. The I mean, group. this guy was like hearing shit in his walls, or he claimed there were th- some devices or something in his walls. Like, come on! And now you're gonna send him into the octagon? Like they allowed that? Yeah, he got cleared. Yeah. But then there's guys that are being suspended right now because, because of you know a defective supplement or something that wasn't their fault. Yeah. And there's this like picogram or whatever, and. Now they're out for two years. Picograms, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll clear this. I don't know, man. Bottom line is, it's his choice to be in there. Yeah. It's BJ Penn's choice to be in there. Well, if you think about it this way, too, Dana White's friends with, especially BJ Penn, um, like... Dana White wouldn't let Chuck Liddell fight in the UFC. He's friends. Right. He's like, no, you're not you're not fighting in the UFC. You're not fighting. Fuck that. You don't you don't you shouldn't and you don't need it. I don't know why he doesn't say that to BJ. Picks and chooses. Or maybe they're not friends. Maybe he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, maybe. BJ, you wanna you wanna fight until your brain leaks out of your eardrums? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Fight. And I thought Dana had this policy too, like after so many losses. Like, you would have a sit-down with him or the owners or whatever and really discuss your future. Like, I thought that was after, like, three or four losses in a row, something like you that. You know what? I, I don't know the politics of the UFC anymore. You know, I mean, after seven or eight, I, I get it. Is is that really considered a household name still? BJ Penn? You know what I mean? I don't think it is to the new the new fan bases. I don't think no BJ yeah, Penn. I mean... I don't think they know GSP. I don't think they know BJ Penn. I don't think they know the little nog or big nogs of the of, of the fight game. I don't think they. I think they barely understand the spider Silva. Yeah, you know. Yeah, which isn't wrong. It's not not a shameful thing. It's just they're. It's a shameful thing for those guys. It's just if you think you're fighting for your glory, it's like, dude, your era is over. Yeah, it's been over, for sure. Stop. You know. Um, 
yeah just it, it's it kind of sucks this is kind of like the downer of mma right like like this is the part that kind of sucks about it uh you know what i do want to look at just to find oh where is it oh there it is it's juicy jones juicy jones versus versus santos ufc 239 ufc 239 saturday july 6 tiago santos versus john jones amanda nunez versus holly home ben Askren versus uh jorge masvidal luke rockhold versus jan vlakovich gilbert melendez versus arnold allen marlon vera versus sean o'malley this is wow this isn't bad this isn't bad chiesa versus diego sanchez this isn't that bad. This is there have been some bad. awesome cards lately. Yeah, Sean O'Malley is uh, is a guy I slept on and definitely didn't give enough credit to. And then I watched him fight more, and I was thinking, "Holy shit, this guy is, you know, the next big thing." I think uh, Gilbert Melendez is always is always game to fight. Luke Rockhold finally making his light heavyweight debut. I don't know if you've seen him. Do you check your Instagram? Uh, very rarely. Yeah. You should check it. I send you a lot of stuff. Okay. Like Luke Rockhold, Luke Rockhold's like juicy, juicy thickness at light heavyweight right now. How he's training. It is fucking juicy. I'm telling you, it is absurd how big he looks. Yeah. He was middleweight, right? Yeah. 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 He's absurd. Absurd. And he's coming in at number three at light heavyweight. Somehow he's ranked number three in a division he's never fought in. Hmm. Way to go, UFC website. Way to go. Uh, also, the champion at women's bantamweight, uh, number six, Amanda Nunez, facing off against the number two ranked fighter, Holly Holm. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Uh, the light heavyweight champ, John Jones, ranked number two in the division, facing off against the number three, Tiago Santos. UFC, hire somebody. Just anybody. Get a fucking intern. You can give it to a college kid who knows how to count. They can just put in the numbers. They can just put it in for you. And they will just. QC, man. QC. Just just, just try. Just don't even put in numbers. Don't even put in numbers at this point. It's John Jones versus Tiago Santos. Okay, cool. It's Holly Holm versus Amanda Nunes. Okay, cool. Because when I see it's the number three versus the number two, but the number two is the champion of that division. It's the number six versus the number two, but the number six is the champion of that division. What the fuck is going on? Uh, anyways, anyways, that's uh, that's gonna be another good fight. However, I remember when the whole picogram we're moving a fight card so John Jones can fight because we're gonna find a state athletic commission that lets him. Right, debacle went down. I pledged, and I think I did it with you on an episode of this podcast. I'm not watching a John Jones fight again. Yes. Now you're reconsidering. No, I think I'm maintaining that, and I'm gonna watch everything up until Amanda Nunes versus Holly Holm goes down. Okay, and then I'm not watching the main event. That's what I think. Fair enough. What do you think of that statement? I agree. Yeah, I. The thing is, I was never a fan of Jones. You know, never a fan of watching him fight. No, I again, I respect what he's capable of. I get it. He's just. It's what he was meant to do in life. You know what I mean? But then you, 
see, I, 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 I go past that too because then I think about the personal life and the issues he's had, his attitude. Well, you look and, at it as a martial artist and you judge him as a martial artist. Yeah. You don't judge him just as an athlete that performs for a team. Yeah, yeah. You look at him as you're representing a martial art. Yeah. You're representing fighting. You're representing the martial artist's lifestyle. And for you, it's just that's a hard clash that he's, you know, snorting cocaine off a stripper's tits and then drunk driving and crashing into things. Like, that's how you see it, mm-hmm. you know, which isn't wrong. I'm not saying that's wrong, but. But then bragging about it, you know, like, oh, well, I was, him and DC going at it. Well, I was on cocaine when I beat you or something like that. Whatever yeah. the statement was. I beat you after a night of cocaine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I. (sighs) I like how he fights. I am going to stand by what I by my word and not watch his fight, but it sucks to know that he has the Floyd Mayweather effect for MMA. Mm -hmm. He's the bad guy that you want to see lose. So everybody watches. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's so hard to resist that. It's just yeah, it's like a drug. I want to watch you lose. Uh, speaking of, everybody keeps talking about an arm crank he did. Did you see this? No. He was he was landing Muay Thai clinch. He came under like the outside. He scooped the outside elbow and he cranked it up to try to twist out. And everybody's like, oh, he's trying to injure somebody. That's a move you do only to injure someone. And it's like. That's every move in martial arts. That's every move inside the cage. The goal yeah. is to hurt somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I realized why it, it, why it looks so familiar. It was because it was one of our katas. Where it was scoop from the outside, come underneath the elbow, lift to open. And then you would scoop back over for the for the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was one of those moves. I'll I'll show you I'll show you the kata afterwards to, okay. to remember to remind you. But that's why, because I, I kept thinking, this looks really familiar and it's not that big of a deal. It's how you would attack that side, right? But everyone was just, that's not, a, that's not an MMA move. It's blah, 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 blah. I can't believe he's trying to rip out his, his shoulder. Oh. And it's just, yes, that is the goal. The yeah, goal yeah. is to win. The goal is to hurt, <laughs> to knock out, to maim, to choke, to break. That is the goal of martial arts. That is the goal of this sport is to win by pain and, and, and death. Like, that is the yeah. goal here. It's not to you know, agree to yourself to victory with somebody. It's, it's no, it's to dominate. Yeah. Um, do you think there's anything like that? That's, I mean, I, I think you're very traditional, so I don't know if you're going to have an answer, but I don't think there's really, I think in the, and I think, okay. In the realm of sports, there should be sportsmanship. Of course. In the world of fighting, it's either you or them. MMA is hard because it toes this line. It's the closest thing we have to a fight, but there are rules. You can't eye poke. You can't low blow. You can't do small joint manipulation. You can't do 12 to 6 elbows. You can't hit it down to... You can't hit, like, uh, what is it, three points? Three-point contact. You can't mm-hmm. hit You can't hit behind the head. You can't hit behind the ear. Like, intentionally has to be in transition. Um, there's a lot... You can't grab the gloves. You can't grab the fence. You can't hook your feet on the fence. You can't pull the trunks or the shorts you can't do any of this stuff there's a lot of limitations and that's part of what our little bjj experiment showed was just 
I just want to, I can, your throat's right there. Your chin is right there. Your yeah, eyes yeah. are right here. Why am I bothering with <laughs> your torso? Exactly. I'm already on top of you. I can reach these things that will hurt you and make you move way more than me trying to move and shimmy your hips and your <laughs> knees open. It's yeah. like, it's way easier for me to just like I grip your, like pull your ears and your hair and then try to dig my thumbs into your eyes yeah. and you freak out and pull up and now, oh look, now your middle's open. Now I can move. Like, that's way easier than, than the rule set, right? Sure. So, that move that John Jones does, or did, and probably will do in the future of trying to crank an arm out of socket, where does that lie for you? As far as, if I think As far as the sport of MMA. I mean, hell, I mean, if, if he has the opportunity to do it, do it. Yeah, why okay. not? If it's legal... Right, and it's, it's going to work for it's you. Legal. Like, why right. not? Right. I mean, it. Do I want to see somebody out in the octagon doing straight up katas to win? I mean, that's unrealistic. But I mean, if he sees the opportunity to pull the move off, fuck yeah, do it. Yeah. I agree with you, but in the context of sports and sportsmanship and rules, I don't know where that line is. Do you know what I mean? I'm very confused. Because especially if it's, I mean, if the move is legal, you know what I mean? And it's just right there out in the open, like he's able to pull it off okay. and possibly win from it. You know what I mean? Right. You're not wrong. I guess I'm just, my the line is blurred for me when it comes to the viciousness of martial arts versus the cleanliness of sports okay if that makes any sense do you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i wish there was more glove grab i wish i wish glove grabbing was legal i yeah. wish grabbing the shorts was legal i wish i don't wish eye pokes were legal i don't wish low blows were legal i don't wish uh behind the head was legal i don't wish mm. uh, those are because those are just a little too much for a sport do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is weird because we watch a sport where guys break their legs and get choked out and have their arms right, ripped right. off and stuff like that. So it's weird that I have that reaction. But I think it's because the UFC and MMA in general is attaining the image they wanted of a clean, of a clean tidy image for a sport. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, or I'm sorry. A clean, tidy package that is their product, which is the sport of MMA. Right. You know? I think if you wanted to watch martial arts be used it would be people dying or being permanently injured that's mm -hmm. what i think it would be mm -hmm. you know i think it would be two guys in a room fighting and then one dude like breaks a table and picks up a piece of wood and he uses it as like a i don't know like a bow staff you know what i mean like that's yeah. that's martial arts a guy you know picking up dirt and throwing it in a guy's eyes and then going for like the lower body like that's martial arts mm -hmm. you know a dude you know, finding a broom and picking it up and trying to, and using it as like a, as a staff, that's martial arts. I, I, like going for the eyes and low blows and using clothing. And like, how many times have you been, well, I mean, gi choking is a very, is a very common technique in jujitsu. You can get choked like that with a coat, mm -hmm. you know, like, are, are these guys going to be in clothes? That's another thing. What if this sport was done in clothes? I was just thinking about that, like if they they had clothes on, or maybe they all wore geese. right? Like that's entirely different. Yeah, 
Geese, I think, would be the most universal thing to wear. Of, oh, of course. Everybody wears a gi. Yeah. Let's see it. Let's go. Yeah. You know? That would be sick, actually. That would be fucking sick if the UFC said, okay, new mandate. Uh, you have to wear a gi. <laughs> no compression shit under. It's just a gi. We're going old school, motherfuckers. We're going to like traditional martial arts. Everybody yeah. wears a gi to fight. Yeah. See what you got. I would love that. I know you uh, would. That would be so different. That would be so fucking different. Because that would be the closest thing to, like, in my opinion, a realistic scenario when you deploy martial arts. Yep. Because the odds of you fighting in compression underwear is so low. The odds of you having, yeah, no wrapped hands. So the odds of you having taped and gloved hands, super low. Like, if you want to see martial arts, that is how you see martial arts. But it's not. It's the sport of MMA. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think of a traditional move like an arm crank like that being used in a position that you don't commonly see because it's not the thing you see in the sport of I MMA. See. That's, I think, where I'm getting this weird blurry line. Because you're, I, you're right, and I said it earlier, you do whatever it takes within the rule set to win. But that blurs into the line of martial arts more. That blurs into the line of you viciously win by victor over death. Mm. You know, the attitude that most traditional martial arts have versus the sport of MMA of, well, let's work the cage. Let's save our cardio up. We're going to, you know, explode at the end and we're going to try to get up on the judge's scorecards. Let's try to score a takedown at least one. We want to mix it up with like, like, you know what I mean? Like that's the sport of MMA. That's what that is. Yeah. And it's very, it's not very common. You would say, all right, if we get a clinch in the cage, let's crank our way out of there. You know, traditional just arm over, scoop inside, lift up by the wrist, and then crank and try to move out. Mm-hmm. That's not, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. Yep. I don't know, man. <laughs> geese. geese. Geese are the answer to geese. everything. I think they should just go back to geese. Go back to geese. All right, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Thank you to veterans. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, watch UFC fights. Or watch all fights. Don't just watch UFC. But watch fights and... Uh, Do it. Yeah, stay juicy. Peace. Peace. So are you, uh, did you, did you watch the Rose and Andrade fight before we talk about it? I watched highlights, which it ended in the second round anyways. So, I mean, I I got the gist of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, say say something else. Uh, fucking deadlifts, brah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll, we'll definitely talk about that, about, uh, how you fucking did deadlifts today, man. Yeah. I, I actually surprised myself. Wait, 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 wait. Record it for the episode.